Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 112, 112. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey with technology, plus other tidbits I find interesting. This episode is being recorded on Wednesday, December 30th, and released on Thursday, December 31st, 2020, the last day. It'll be coming out on the last day of 2020. I uh, got another one in, but uh, visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along. It's always appreciated. Uh, if you want to leave any feedback, that's where you go. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah, so sorry for the delay, everybody. <laughs> Although I just checked the last time I recorded was back in July. I just moved in uh, to our new house, my wife and I, and uh, work kind of changed for both me and my wife, so there was a lot of a lot of stuff going on all at once. It kind of accumulated into uh, having no time for much of anything, so trying to get the house together. Work is, like I said, increased, and yeah, it just kind of piled up. I was burning the candle at both ends, and I just couldn't couldn't get back to sit down and record anything. So. Uh, without uh, com- being completely burnt out, so I appreciate the the patience in between episodes here. So this one's kind of an impromptu one. I just wanted to do a little check in here for the holidays. Uh, just kind of go over some stuff. I mean, I haven't had a real chance to sit down and and type out every piece of tech stuff that I've been going over in the last uh, well, five months. So. Uh, yeah, let's just, uh, let's dive into the show. Um, if you want to, there, I did go on the PSC podcast, phone show chat podcast, uh, on October 11th. If you want to go to stevelitchfield.com, you can check that out. Uh, it was, uh, it should be on the archive page probably now. Uh, I think it was episode 599. So luckily I wasn't on there for episode 600, which, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I'd be worthy of that for them, but, uh. Yeah, so if you want to, I did catch up a little bit with them on some of my phone adventures. Uh, so yeah, again, stevelitchfield.com to listen to that. Or you can just subscribe to the Phone Show Chat podcast, which I'll put a link to that as well. Uh, and jump into your podcast player and just, uh, yeah, subscribe there too. That's always a good conversation over there, especially if you like tech and phones and uh, yeah, lots of different perspectives. Uh, probably the best thing about that show. Uh, you've got Steve and Ted who are solidly in their lanes usually, although Steve has made the switch over to iPhone recently. Uh, but yeah, just yeah, good stuff. Uh, SteveLitchfield.com. So on the rest of my episode here today, the Pixel Swim podcast, <laughs> uh, is uh, I got a whole bunch of phone reports to go over. I've been doing a whole bunch of phone stuff. Uh, in between uh, July and now, so uh, but it all kind of circles back. But we'll get to that. Uh, I do. I'll go over some of my phone fixing adventures. I'll go over a little bit of a, a MB server update. That's my media server, uh, and then I'll talk about going all in or just going with Microsoft, <laughs> going more with Microsoft. I'll explain that later in the episode. So yeah, let's. Uh, get started with a whole bunch of reports on phones here. I'm not going to play any intro music until the last one. So if you were looking for a uh, an intro for each of these, I'm not not going to do it. But either way, uh, I just wanted to start off with the Samsung Samsung Galaxy A10e, which is actually a phone that I purchased for my dad. He's on a network uh, or a, a mobile carrier called Straight Talk here in the U.S. Uh, I believe they use Oh boy, 
I can't remember what network they're on. It's either AT&T or T-Mobile or Verizon or all of those. I can't remember. Uh, I think it might be Verizon. Oh, I'm not sure. Either way, uh, yeah, he's on uh, Straight Talk. And so they, I found a phone for him. He's, he was using a, an older Samsung, real uh, low-budget one uh, that was kind of crapping out on him, the battery and all that. Uh, we tried replacing the battery a couple times, and yeah, the phone was just ready to go. So found this Galaxy A10e for him, uh, which I'll put a link to the specs in the show notes. But it's a great little phone. I was very impressed uh, setting it up, and I know... Uh, from past experience from uh, some of my phone fixing, I think I fixed up a Galaxy J3 at one point. I think that I sent that out to Mike Latori. Uh, he was using that. But I think we both would agree that the Samsung budget phones run really well. Uh, they Don't count out Samsung for your budget needs. Uh, this A10e was very... Very good. Uh, the screen, even though it was a lower res uh, LCD screen, looked really good uh, for the price point. I think I picked this up for uh, $99. So that's, uh, you know, peanuts when it comes to smartphones and especially for one of these uh, these phones. So, uh, yeah, it, if you're looking for a budget phone, Samsung is pretty, pretty good. Uh, it was a little low on RAM, um, but other than that, uh, that's it. it ran, you know, as, as well as you would think uh, for a budget phone, but better. <laughs> so, and I actually set up uh, this time some remote support on the, on that phone for my dad, because uh, uh, no offense, dad, I'm pretty sure you're listening. <laughs> you're not, you know, you're not tech savvy. So I put up a, I put a support app on there so I could, uh, I think a team viewer, uh, quick support I put through on there so I could access his phone from my PC. It basically just streams, live streams the the desktop or the, the phone, the phone screen. So I can uh, help him, you know, kind of navigate through things and show him things when I'm not by him because we wasn't able to see him this year. So uh, thanks 2020. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so Galaxy A10e, very good phone. Um, I would, I uh, almost thought about getting one for myself is I can't call it a backup phone anymore. There's um, way beyond that. <laughs> I have way too many phones to call it a backup phone just to have and play with uh, as a toy. So, but uh, yeah, Galaxy A10e, uh, highly recommended. All right. So I did have a jingle for this in the past, but uh, we'll go over the LG G6 uh, report. I did go over a lot of this, I think on uh, PSC. Uh, so yeah, just bear with me here. So I did give away my Galaxy S10e, which I, again I mentioned on uh, PSC, but that was back in August. Uh, I gave it to my father-in-law. He's on T-Mobile, so I was able to transfer all of the stuff from his Galaxy J7. Part of the reason I gave him a Samsung as well to make the transition easier for him. Uh, so after I gave that away, uh, I had set up uh, my Moto. X4 again, the 64 gigabyte version of that in the meantime. Uh, and so I had finally gotten uh, Lineage OS and Google Apps working on that uh, on that device. So it was, uh, with Android 10, it was Lineage uh, OS, I think it's 17.1 or something like that. It's uh, actually Android 10. Um, and I was kind of considering using that X4 for my main device in the, in the meantime, after I gave away my S10e again. <laughs> so, uh, but actually I kind of landed back on my LG G6, which I used um, for quite a few months, actually. Um, well, quite a few, two months, maybe two or three months. 
I used the LG G6 again, uh, and it's just a great little device. It was working pretty well, and I kind of started to remember why I used it for so long, why I was able to use it for so long. I was kind of forcing myself, obviously. Uh, that's part of why I had the LG G6 weekly report, uh, was to keep myself on the same phone, because I was you know, going between too many phones uh, at the time, and so I used it for almost a year. Uh, and so when I put my SIM back in it, it was, you know, it was pretty good uh, overall. I did have to adjust some settings I did de decide to uh, kind of adjust the animation settings the Android animation settings and I think the developer options uh, to kind of speed up the interface a little bit because it isn't the fastest anymore uh, so that Snapdragon 821 doesn't it uh, <laughs> doesn't chug along very well with uh, all of the updated app code that keeps getting installed from the App Store the Google Play Store so uh, yeah so I, I continued to not update Google Maps. Again, I think I mentioned that on PSC, but uh, yeah, definitely a good tip if you have an older device to not update Google Maps, because I feel like that's how they, they get you. They, <laughs> that's how Google's gonna get you. They're gonna update Google Maps, make it dreadfully slow on older hardware, uh, and make you feel like you have to update uh, to or upgrade to a new phone <laughs> just to run Google Maps, which Honestly, it's ridiculous, and I had no problems with the older version of Google Maps. All of the features that I uh, needed were there, so, um, yeah. And I honestly haven't been going out very much, <laughs> you know, during this pandemic year, so uh, I haven't needed Google Maps as much. But, uh, yeah, so the LG G6 was, was really nice uh, to use in the interim. Um, so, I, you know, I, I still was on the hunt, though, for another phone. Um, and so after I, or while I was using that G6, I was uh, on the lookout. Uh, and so I decided to try out the LG G8, uh, again. Um, so I figured once I jumped back onto the LG G6, I thought, you know what, let's, let's try the LG G8 again, because I have tried it in the past. Uh, I believe it was when... Uh, man, it was right after we, my wife and I had switched to T-Mobile, uh, which we're actually back on Mint Mobile now. Um, we're no longer on T-Mobile, but uh, yeah, regardless, either way, it was around the time that we had switched to T-Mobile, and I tried out the LG G8 uh, and and didn't, I think I had it for about a day back then and uh, decided to sell it on, on Swappa, but uh yeah, so I got the LG G8 in again. Uh, sorry if I'm rambling a little bit. This, like I said, this is kind of impromptu, and I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a hundred percent with my notes here. But I'm, I'm trying, people. I'm trying. I'm trying. But uh, yeah, so the LG G8 was really fast. Uh, the UI is the LG's newest UI is definitely a, a, a Samsung One UI ripoff. Uh, there's no way that they can <laughs> can deny that. I mean, it's very, very similar as far as a lot of the visual cues and just the, the way that they organize things in there and uh, mostly the way that it looks. Uh, but it's it's nice, you know, it's nice, but it, it just, it didn't feel as nice as Sam's, uh, Samsung's One UI. So uh, just kind of, I would take it as an... A positive if you've never used Samsung One UI, uh, but a negative if you have. So for me, it was a negative uh, that it just wasn't as good. Uh, the phone's not too bad overall. Um, it does have a notch, which uh, not a big, not a big fan of. I'll get to more to that in a little bit here. But um, 
The one thing about that LG G8 that kind of was the deal breaker uh, was the speaker setup they have on that phone. So they had what they call a crystal OLED speaker, which is essentially the speaker that's kind of under the display. The, well, there's one speaker on the bottom, and then there's one speaker under the display, which kind of vibrates the display, which also doubles as the earpiece, which would be fine if it was just, if you could turn that off for all other audio other than phone calls. Um, it just did not sound good because uh, I like to listen to my podcasts on my phone speaker, uh, uh, other people's podcasts, not mine. But uh, so I'd like to listen to those out loud. So a good phone speaker is always on my list. Uh, and all things considered, it should have been a good speaker. But because they enable that uh, crystal OLED uh, speaker under the display, it just because it's more of a vibration. It, it sounded almost like it was underwater. Uh, there was a lot of reverberation because they also have sort of this boombox thing going on uh, that they had brought over from the LG G7. Uh, and it just, you know, it just didn't sound quite right. Um, if, it, if there was a regular earpiece speaker, I think everything would have been fine. I probably would still be using that phone right now. Um, but it just didn't sound right. And it, it yeah, it was a deal breaker. Uh, I just didn't... Uh, didn't want to deal with it, so I sold that one on as well uh, on Swappa. And so, honestly, I think that one went to somebody... Usually on Swappa, it's kind of hit or miss for me uh, as far as... It's like you want to sell to somebody who is going to be appreciative of the phone, you know, uh, and not... But a lot of times what happens on Swappa with me uh, is you can tell that you're selling it to some sort of exporter who's going to export your phone out of the country. You know, when you're sending it down to, you know, Bob's exports down in Florida, uh, you're pretty sure your phone's not long for the U.S. So uh, this time the G8 went to somebody who was actually previously on a G6 and we kind of had a conversation back and forth on the Swappa sale page and... Uh, yeah, it was kind of, that was kind of nice. So it was, you know, I thought I, I figured I had done the right thing getting rid of that G8 because of that. But uh, yeah, so then I kind of was on the LG G6 uh, and I decided to get another uh, Galaxy S10e. So uh, after I sold that G8, uh, you know, the funds went back into the PayPal account. And so uh, I went searching on Swap again and I got another uh, phone from, I think it's, I want to get the name right here. I don't want to mess it up. Or it's more of a, a, a business that sells on Swappa. They're called Cell World, S-E-L-L World. Um, their icon on Swappa is a, a red Android icon with a, looks like it's got an eye patch, but uh, either way, I purchased all of my S10Es from them, uh, the uh, T-Mobile version. So they sell, they tend to sell a lot of the unlock, uh, network unlocked uh, T-Mobile versions. So I got another one from them and then I started using that again. Um, and, but uh, before I get to that, I also <laughs> still trying to, you know, maximize my dollar. I went and I tried another LG or I bought another LG G7, which are, you can get those for pretty cheap. The Again, the T-Mobile version here in the US, I got it off a of Swappa from that same seller. So like I said, I was trying to see if I could use that phone, use the LG G7 and <laughs> again, sell on the, this time sell the Galaxy S10e instead of give it away. But uh, so I did get the G7 in to try for a little bit. I got it all set up. Um, 
and I just ran into problems. You know, with the LG G6, one of the things I noticed when I was using it in the interim was that the Wi-Fi kept dropping, the signal kept dropping uh, on the phone itself, um, specifically, no other problems on the network, and uh, that was the same issue on this G7. So uh, now that we're back on Mint Mobile, it actually makes a difference because we are on the three gigabyte a month plan, which is uh, their cheapest plan. So, but we're at home and using Wi-Fi, so it's not a big deal. Uh, but when your Wi-Fi drops, your data starts getting used. So, uh, not a a good thing. Uh, I couldn't find any settings or anything to change the fact that it was doing that. So, just to me, it feels like it's potentially an LG. Uh, software issue, uh, as far as I can tell. Uh, I haven't dug much deeper in there. You know, I just, <laughs> I just want it to work. You know, so but it doesn't. Uh, I just want the basics to work, I guess. And Wi-Fi is one of the basics I need to work. Uh, and the other thing about this G7, I don't know if it's just this specific one, but uh, it does not seem to do fast charging. So I've plugged it in a few times, a few different chargers, and it just takes a really long time to charge. Uh, it kind of feels like. Uh, old phones, you know, like uh, I think my Moto G third generation charge feel, felt like it charged faster than this. So I think either there's something wrong with the phone itself, which is a high potential, but it could also just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's uh, just LG, again, LG software, something not working correctly. Uh, but either way, I still have this LG G7, but uh, I am not using it right now. So uh, yeah, it, it, it's still nice, you know, I still might keep it for a little while and see, you know, if I can work through any issues, turn it on and try it every once in a while, not necessarily use it as my main phone, but uh, yeah, just give it a try. So uh, yeah, I'll hang out of that for a little bit and hopefully I'll be able to report back on that at some point. But uh, yeah, so the G7 not working, G8 not working, G6. Honestly, I you know, I consider going back to the G6 because the camera's pretty decent on it still. You know, it's still a pretty decent camera. Um, no real night mode or anything like that, but the HDR mode does a pretty good job. But yeah, so G6, G7, and G8, uh, I'm just not seeing it in my future. I think LG's kind of veering away software-wise, especially from kind of where... I'd like I'd like to be uh, or in a you know the kind of stuff that I would like so uh, not feature wise just I don't know they just it just feels just slightly unpolished uh, but I don't know maybe it's just my experience but I mean I've tried three of them now so <laughs> and the G7 I actually did try in the past that's when we I know that's when we exactly when we switched to T-Mobile I think last year uh, was when we got a couple of the G7s and I just couldn't do it and then and then the notch on it uh on the g7 and g8 uh not my favorite uh you know i thought i kind of was thinking you know like a lot of people say you get used to it uh you just start to not notice it and that kind of thing but the thing about the notch is there's not as much room for all of the little status icons uh up in that little notch area and so there was times where I wasn't sure if Bluetooth was on or off or connected because it was hidden behind some other icon, you know, or because it couldn't show it because there wasn't room to show all of the icons uh, up there. So it just was not not a pleasant experience, you know. Uh, I kind of think that the notch might not be for me because of that. Maybe it's just LG's implementation of it uh, that I don't like, but I do like 
the status icons up there, so I can't uh, can't say LG has done it well. So, but uh, yeah. So with all that said, uh, we will play the intro to this section, which is the Galaxy S10e Weekly Report. Good evening and welcome to the Galaxy S10e Weekly Report. Alright, so like I said, I am back on the Galaxy S10e as my main device. It's had uh, my SIM in it for a while now. And, you know, I just can't, I can't get away from this phone, you know. Uh, I think I kind of chatted with Frank Needhart recently. Uh, hey, Frank. And because uh, he had purchased this phone, I think, a bunch of times as well, uh, which is kind of what I've gone through here. And so I just have always ended up back on it. And, uh, yeah, it's just a solid device. Uh, there's no way around it. It's, it ticks mo almost all of the boxes for me. Uh, it's got the wide angle camera, it's got a headphone jack. Uh, I think the one thing about it that uh, is a little lacking is the size of the battery, but uh, it honestly, the battery has been really good for my use. Uh, I have to keep that in mind. Sometimes I think I just wanna go with uh, a giant battery phone just because it you know it feels better but uh, keeping in mind my use and the fact that you know there's not a lot of not a lot of traveling around going on right now uh, that that battery doesn't need to be as heavy duty as I'm you know as I think for my case for my use case so uh, yeah, it's overall, like I said, just a solid phone. The And when I say that, uh, I kind of also refer to the cellular connectivity on it. Uh, I haven't had any issues uh, with cellular connectivity as far as uh, it connecting to the T-Mobile network because we're on Mint Mobile, which also runs on the T-Mobile the network. So, uh, And it has all of the, the bands. Uh, it's not a 5G phone, but obviously it... Uh, it's still, you know, 4G is more than enough uh, for what I need. So I use it, you know, for work and stuff like that. So a solid connection, a solid signal uh, is is a major positive. And, a, you know, it's on my list of things that it needs to have. And it's it's lived up to that. So it, it has all of the T-Mobile the bands, uh, all the up-to-date ones. Uh, I think band 71 was the most recently added one, which is kind of the, the uh, I think that's the the like 600 megahertz or please don't quote me on that but uh i it's the the one that they're starting to use like the tv towers to expand the signal kind of a thing i think man i could be getting that wrong but i'm, I'm pretty sure but either way it's you know uh it's it's got that it's got all of the t-mobile bands uh, lte bands on it so um yeah, uh, that, like I said, for me, that's that's one of the one of the bigger things uh, with phone. Because, like I said, I use it for work. I, I need it to be solid. And uh, really, I can't get around how good the speaker sounds on the S10e. Uh, it, it just sounds really good. Uh, it, just overall music, podcasts. It's just got a very solid sound. I think Samsung has really been nailing it. Uh, with that, uh, with with the speaker quality on all of their devices. Because my wife also has her. Uh, Sam Samsung Galaxy Tab S6, and man, it sounds amazing. Uh, it just, you don't need a Bluetooth speaker, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, it does the, it does the trick, so, uh, and then software-wise, the S10e has just been just solid. I mean, it's got everything you would need, and, and probably, you know, 10 times more that you don't, but it's fun to play around with. 
Uh, I think part of why I kept veering away from the S10e is because it is such a, a a good working device. You know, it works well, and so it gets a little boring after a little while. But uh, once I kind of settle down, you know, uh, I I kind of realize that you know it, it, I just need to stick with it. <laughs> you know, it's not going to get much better than this for me right now, especially because it has that headphone jack, which it's kind of funny uh, with the headphone jack. Uh, I'm still kind of adamant about it, even though I don't think I've plugged headphones into it in a long time uh, because I've been using my Marshall Major 2 Bluetooth headphones, uh, and they, I, I think the, the key to... Uh, me not having the headphone jack anymore in a, in a new device would be having headphones that have a long battery life because these Marshall Major 2s have a 30-hour uh, battery life. So essentially, you know, every two weeks I'm plugging them in, which for headphones is not <laughs> not bad, you know. Um, and, it's you know, it's that fact that uh, keeps me not really needing the headphone jack anymore. So... It's kind of dwindling its way off down my list of necessary things on a phone, um, but it's it, again nice to have, as the, as everybody who supports it says. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it, though. I mean, it's been pretty solid, uh, and I just keep you know tweaking it here and there, make it you know not as boring, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, though. I think for the Galaxy S10e weekly, well, weekly, just the Galaxy S10e report. All right, so speaking of the Galaxy S10e, uh, I, around Black Friday, uh, so back in November, about a month ago, I was kind of looking, because I was back on the Galaxy S10e, uh, I was kind of looking at Samsung's Black Friday deals, uh, specifically for the Galaxy S20 FE 5G, uh, which is a mouthful. Um, so that's the, the, I think Ted Salmon just wrote up a review for it. Uh, and so if you want to, I'll put a link to his review of that. Um, another good lengthy in-depth review from Ted, uh, always a consistent review from him. So, uh, yeah, so I, I was really looking at potentially getting that just because I was kind of debating whether or not to get a tablet uh, as well, just because, <laughs> you know, around Black Friday, I kind of, as far as tech goes, I start to, you know, think, oh, do I need this? You know, do I need something new? Like, do I need a tablet? Uh, so I was looking at the Samsung tablets and then the Galaxy S20 5G, FE 5G. So it's a more plastic, lower priced uh, sort of flagship. So uh, I figured, you know, it's a big enough that I wouldn't, you know, need a tablet and I could just trade in my uh, Galaxy S10e to Samsung, who offers big, you know, big trade-in values, uh, especially around uh, Black Friday. So essentially, I could have got the Galaxy S20 FE 5G for $320.57, and that includes the tax. So uh, so that would have included the trade-in of, of my Galaxy S10e for $310 they were going to give me for it, which is more than more than uh, fair, uh, and then there was some sort of bundle discount uh, and some sort of promotional, oh, there was a $100 off promotional discount, and then also, uh, because my wife was in, uh, had finished school not too long ago, well, it's over a year and a half ago, but uh, because of that, we had signed up for these education discounts, um, and so somehow I'm still able to get that uh, um, 
discount. So Samsung offers an educational discount. It will only been like $14.50 off, but hey, every bit counts. But, you know, I ended up not doing that because I had already bought the, the S10e um, and I was going to have to, essentially, I wouldn't really be paying $320 for this uh, S20 FE 5G uh, just because I honestly would be paying this about $600 because I would be giving up my uh, S10e. So I decided just to stick with it. And uh, the size of the phone, obviously, the S10e is, uh, you know, for a phone, it's a better size. So I ended up not doing that. Um, yeah, but I still kind of have my eye. I, mean, I keep my eye on uh, Samsung's website now a little bit every once in a while to see what kind of deals they have. Um, and nothing was better than that Black Friday deal. So if I was going to do it, that was the time. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'll keep my eye on the, the S20 FE 5G too. Uh, just because I feel like, again, 5G, not super important, but I just kind of feel like... Uh, you know, it's, it's going to improve the signal on the phone, which to me, again, as I've mentioned, is important. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to keep revisiting that phone and uh, see if there's any really good deals in the future. Okay, so the next thing that I'm going to talk about is uh, Microsoft Services. Uh, so if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, uh, a while ago I decided to switch from Google to Microsoft as far as my email, contacts, calendar, cloud storage, uh, online documents, everything. So basically moving all of my personal stuff uh, away from Google to Microsoft. So And I did manage to successfully do that. I've been doing it for a while now. Um, and so my wife, though, has been still on Google stuff. Uh, she, uh, in, when she was in school, she used Google quite a bit uh, for her, I think her, her uh, the school she went to used Google uh, for their, all of their services as well. So she's been on uh, Google ever, you know, for a long time. Uh, we were both on Google for a while. So either way, uh, I was actually almost considering going back <laughs> to Google <laughs> just to, so my wife and I could be on the same sort of, uh, you know, service ecosystem. Um, because I was kind of considering, you know, moving her aw away from Google would potentially be way harder than me just going back <laughs> to Google. <laughs> but uh, but I managed, we talked about it a little bit, uh, even though she's, you know, she's like, whatever, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> not whatever, uh, because I don't, you know, I want to be considerate of the fact that she's going to have to change all these things, you know, and once somebody who's doesn't, isn't super into tech uh, gets used to something, change is not usually fun for them. So I figured I would go back to Google, you know, because it wouldn't, be as difficult but uh so but i talked to her and she said that you know now's the time to kind of we might as well switch everything over to microsoft we're paying the bill every year or yearly uh subscription for the microsoft family uh 365 family or whatever where you get uh you know the six users or whatever so i think i have my niece azure on there so she can use all of the uh, Microsoft office stuff but uh either way uh she my wife said that she would be fine switching over to all the Microsoft stuff. Um, for her, really not going to make much of a difference, uh, just a different email app. <laughs> I guess technically she could still use Gmail um, and just uh, we can just 
plug in all of the Microsoft stuff. But either way, I do have a, you know, I've got the process down now uh, from the time that I switched over um, using Molt Cloud uh, to move all of the cloud storage because she's got a lot of stuff backed up to Google Cloud. We actually pay the $2 a month for the 100 gigabytes, I think, or is it Google One or whatever they're calling it now, Google Drive. Uh, it'll always be Google Drive, but um, yeah, so then there's also the contact and calendar exports. Those are pretty easy to do. Uh, you just pull, I, I mean, I've already kind of done them because I've made the switch already. So it, it's easy to export the contacts, upload them into Microsoft. And so, uh, or Outlook.com really is, is the service. But uh, really the most time consuming thing is getting all of our email switched over. Uh, it's easy enough to just forward everything, uh, but kind of want to make all of her online accounts and stuff uh, you know we want to update all those with the new Microsoft uh, Outlook.com email address uh, just to make her life <laughs> easier you know as far as uh, signing in and stuff like that it's just I, I'm pretty sure that if you go and you look on the uh, uh, Firefox offers sort of the email tracking to see that kind of lets you know whether or not you've been uh, your email address has been involved in any sort of online hacks, you know, or online uh, data uh, hacks. And so I'll put a link to that. I can't remember what it's called right at the moment, but uh, I'm pretty sure hers has been compromised. And so starting new on something else, uh, which actually has been was one of the biggest beneficial things for when I switched over to Outlook.com for my email and all that, uh, or Microsoft services, was that the email I had there was not compromised and it hasn't been since uh, just because I used to use my email for everything and that's kind of how her Gmail account is right now uh, which she'll still keep you know to use like YouTube and stuff like that but uh, yeah hopefully starting fresh will kind of you know uh, bring a little bit more safety and privacy <laughs> uh, to things um, and I actually started also looking um, uh, Firefox started offering a relay service uh, with the Firefox Relay, where essentially you can set up a forwarding email address with the Firefox uh, domain. Uh, it's just kind of a randomized email address, and it will uh, let you forward use that address to sort of sign up for all your online accounts. That way, in case anything gets uh, you know hacked or data gets leaked through any of those services, it will uh, just basically you haven't given them your main email address and that this uh, this uh, Firefox Relay account is basically just a forwarding address so you can turn it off and you know stop using it or you know that kind of thing so I'll put a link to that as well so yeah a lot of stuff going on we're moving everything over to Microsoft uh, which I you know we're paying for it so it's kind of like we might as well start getting all getting all of the uh, taking advantage of all the tools uh, for as many people as possible because I don't, you know, I haven't used up all of my users on that uh, family account or whatever. So, yeah, so I'm kind of embarking on that soon here. Um, and uh, it, it's just a process, you know. It's not, a, it, it, for me, it's fun. <laughs> you know, it's fun to, to do all that stuff, especially finding Molt, cl Molt Cloud, which, again, I'll put a link to that. But uh, that takes a lot of the heavy lifting out of the cloud storage stuff. Uh, pretty much all the heavy lifting uh, so uh, yeah that should be that should work uh, I'm looking forward to it because it, it'd be nice to have us on the same services to be able to share things between us and all that sort of thing but uh, yeah we'll see how that goes <laughs> 
All right, just a quick update on my MB server. Uh, I did add on, uh, I, I use have a little Lenovo, uh, tiny little Lenovo mini PC that I use for it, uh, for my uh, media server. Uh, the one thing that I've done in uh, since July, I think, is I got a uh, powered USB hub. Uh, so essentially I've got a whole bunch of old laptop hard drives uh, and I wanted want to use them with this uh, MB server uh, to store all of the media files on. So uh, most of them, Max, are, I should say a lot of them, uh, there's a couple that are a terabyte each, uh, which I've set up now, but um, there's a few drives that are, you know, like 250 gigabyte, you know, uh, 300 gigabyte, 500 gigabyte, that kind of thing. Uh, small uh, two and a half inch SATA drives, uh, spinning hard disks. And so I bought this, uh, I'll put a link to it in the in the show notes. Um, it's it's the Atala uh, USB 3.0 hub. So it basically it's a it's it's a USB hub with uh, seven uh, ports uh, that you can individually turn on and off and you it does plug into the wall as well so you don't have to it it will power all of the ports fully uh, because it has its own power source so you're not depending on the the computer's power source, uh, which means you can use each port on this, each USB 3.0 port, uh, for pretty much anything, uh, anything you need powered through USB. So all of these hard drives will hook up. So now I've got uh, the two hard drive, two one terabyte hard drives uh, connected into this hub, and so on one of the terabyte, uh, one of the hard drives, I've got all of the movies, and then I've started all the TV shows on the other one uh, for this MB server. So, and then I've got, like I said, I've got other uh, hard drives on there, uh, or not on there, I should have other hard drives in my, in just sitting around. And so I'm gonna get some enclosures for those, some cheap uh, USB enclosures and uh, add those on as I go. So as the, you know, as those uh, hard drives get filled up, then I'll just add on more more drives to the seven port uh, USB data hub. So. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Really, that's all I've done with the MB server. It's been really nice to have uh, and, you know, get it all up and running. So, and it, you know, we've been using it quite a bit uh, as we've been in and not going anywhere. So, yeah, check that out in the show notes. All right, just really quickly on my phone fixing adventures. Uh, I've been fixing a whole bunch of phones. i uh, been off this week, and so I finally have been able to kind of get into my workspace here and start uh, kind of collecting up and all the phones that are kind of outstanding here um, as far as needing to be fixed. And so I've uh, fixed up a Moto X4. I've fixed up a couple LG G6s <laughs> that I was uh, had on on uh, just I call it on file. I kind of have a filing system for the phones now, uh, so I'm able to kind of work my way through. So I've got a good handful, maybe ten phones that I'm going to probably send out to the uh, securethecall.org is the the charity that. Uh, I'm going to be sending those too. So those go out to the homeless, out to women's shelters, that kind of thing. So uh, I couldn't find anything local as far as uh, donating those. But uh, yeah, so I've been kind of working my way through those. And um, I'm also going to be working on uh, Nexus 6 soon, which I want to thank uh, Mike Latori for sending out his old Nexus 6. Uh, it's running uh, Lineage OS. Uh, and it, yeah, it actually runs pretty well. I think it's Android 10. Uh, and so yeah, it. Thanks, Mike, for that, and I, I'm going to 
get to trying to fix that. That one's a little bit different. Uh, it's in really good shape. Uh, the screen, nothing's cracked or missing on it. Uh, it just kind of has a potential internal hardware issue. I think Mike said that it loses its charge uh, when it's off. So uh, kind of a weird, weird thing to try and trouble troubleshoot. But I'm going to be doing that one pretty soon. Um, yeah, so I've just been kind of working my way through what's left uh, on the shelf here. I got a whole bunch on the shelf. Uh, one that I'm still kind of upset about that I bought in a lot of phones is the T-Mobile Revel Revelry Plus, which is essentially a Moto G7 Plus. And so uh, it was one that I was hoping would, would work for me once I replaced the screen. It's got a cracked screen. Uh, I was hoping it would work, but uh, yeah, it did. Turns out that the it is uh, it is net blocked by T-Mobile. Essentially, I think what happened is somebody probably purchased this phone on uh, a contract and then just never uh, ended up paying it off, and so essentially T-Mobile blacklists it. Just T-Mobile, uh, and so yeah, it's kind of a pain in the <laughs> pain in the ass. But uh, I'm probably eventually put a new screen on it and then just donate it because it will work for 911 calls, etc. So yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm just working my way through all these phones, but I uh, just wanted to touch on that real quick because I finally had some time to, to get through those. So all right, everybody, I hope you had a great Christmas uh, or holiday and uh, every, I hope you have a great new year. Uh, this is coming out on New Year's Eve. So uh, be safe uh, in, in so many different ways. <laughs> you know, there's so many ways you have to be safe these days. Uh, so just be safe and healthy and I uh, appreciate you tuning in and and just if you want to leave any feedback, just head over to pixelswim.com. Again, I always appreciate it. Uh, if you don't, that's fine. Just enjoy this episode. Enjoy your evening. I just uh, thanks. Thanks, as always, uh, for for your patience and I have no idea when the next episode is going to come out, but I thought I would just throw this one out there to, to touch base with everybody and, and wish everybody a happy new year. Uh, let's get this year behind us and let's keep trudging forward. So uh, I think, you know, all things considered, if you're listening to this, um, yeah, it's we're I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful to be able to record this still and have been healthy and, and safe so far. So, but yeah, everybody take care of yourselves and uh, have a great afternoon or evening or lunch or dinner or breakfast or breakfast for dinner or whatever time it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed. speed.